TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yershinsky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner. Kosevnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Root has a nope. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow, that's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com or radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. That includes the Beers on Us podcast with yours truly and my good friend Michael Lynch across the way from me. That will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. sharp wherever you get your podcasts right right yep michael you told me that there is baseball the portland news there is sort of well not news but information Ooh, i like information has been shared with us hey i'll tell you what we haven't heard anything for about a year so like once the pandemic hit that was one of those stories that was like adios like, I remember where there was, we, we got Mike Barrett all the time talking yeah. about stuff. We got some insight on some investors, some Nike people, Russell Wilson, blah, blah, blah. It felt really awesome. Then the pandemic hit, and it was like, and we're gone. Well, and Manfred even came out and said, he goes, look, we still want to do that, obviously, but right now the timetable has slowed down quite right. a bit because of COVID. So this article's in The Athletic. It's by a guy named Eno Saris. I believe he was on Dirt and Sprague earlier today or this week, so you can hear an interview with him if you'd like to hear his thoughts on this, but uh, the headline of the article, what is next for MLB expansion, Portland, Charlotte, even Vegas. Let's check the data. So hot in Vegas. And it's yes. so hot that Portland was the second name on this list. <clears throat> so it's a really long article. It's a, it's, it's probably like a 10 minute ish read. I did some skimming of it, but there is some very nice, easy to consume charts. For those of you that love to read, 
I highly recommending recommend reading long sports articles. You learn more. You do. And you get a lot of interesting details that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Correct. Um, so this article basically goes through all of the various things that would seem to be important for bringing a baseball team into a new city. And they are using the other cities that are considered for Major League Baseball and comparing them with each other. Those cities are Monterey, Mexico, Orlando, Florida, Charlotte, North Carolina, Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, Canada, Montreal, Canada, Nashville, Tennessee, New Orleans, Louisiana, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Those are all the cities that are being thought of as potential expansion cities, correct? That's improbable, but not impossible. Well, it is impossible. They're not going to all those cities, <laughs> but they're going to go to two of them. And there was a, this whole article brings up a lot of information that the MLB has valued in past expansions. When you're talking Tampa, Washington, well, I guess Washington's not a... Florida Marlins, yeah, yeah. Colorado Rockies. Colorado, Tampa, Florida, Arizona. Arizona. Yes. Yeah, because Washington's a move. That's not really an expansion. I mean, it was kind of an expansion. Yeah. It's, a, it's a market you were, you were choosing. Um, so one of the things that was uh, that was pretty interesting for me is that Charlotte, is the most viable city for an MLB franchise out of all of the ones based on everything that they talked about on this list. Not shocking. Uh, the number one thing was actually pretty shocking is uh, this was a list of baseball markets by local industry size. So the corporations in your industry, what are you laughing at? Uh, there was a good text. Oh, it sorry, made me sorry. think of Joe. I was, I was like, am I doing something wrong? No, you're good. I'm listening. Um, obviously New York's number one. Yep. New York makes, I think this is $2 trillion in, in yearly revenue. Yeah, what are you? New York is one. L.A. is two. No. Houston, two? Arlington. Gross. Arlington, Texas. Chicago, Seattle, Minneapolis, Houston, Oakland, San Francisco. L.A. is pretty far down. I'm surprised Seattle's that high. Um, So Charlotte is 355. I believe this is billion in yearly revenue from corporations. Well. The next city on this list that is considered for a team is Montreal, 172 billion, Nashville, 155, Vancouver, 61, Portland, 61, Vegas, 56, Orlando, 19, New Orleans, 15, Monterey, 7. Okay. There is a gigantic gap between Charlotte and some of the other cities. Yeah, that sounds big. I mean, you're triple digits and then you drop down to two digits and not a high two digits. No. Mid two digits. Now, the the the, the city of a current franchise that has the lowest of this is Baltimore. Uh, they're at 30. And they Let's are get rid of the Orioles. <laughs> they are sandwiched between the other cities that are being considered for this. So Cleveland isn't lower than Baltimore. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Cleveland is uh, just below Nashville, but it is above Portland. Um so Charlotte in this was way out in front of the competition. And one of the big things that all sports care about is, are you going to get the corporations and the people who spend money in the area to, to, to get boxes and to sponsor things? Right. It's all about the money. Right. And I was surprised about Seattle. And then this texter, 503-250-1080, Seattle is Microsoft and Amazon. Good point. Yep. Good point. Very true. Good point. Uh, and Boeing is not in Seattle, but it's up but there it's, as well. But it's there, yeah. All the Boeing guys live in Seattle. Nobody, so, nobody at Boeing lives in federal way. True. Another thing they were looking at is the attendance of the non-MLB sports in the cities that want MLB. Timbers! That bad boy sells out every game. Well, that's where Portland wins. So MLS is... Uh, Blazers do well, too. 
MLS is fourth. Hell, the Winterhawks do well. And the Blazers are seventh for attendance. Love it. Um, Charlotte, which is obviously what we talked about. NFL, the Panthers are eighth. And I would argue the Timbers are only fourth because other stadiums are bigger. True. Uh, Charlotte, the NFL is eighth. Damn Sounders. And the NBA is 23rd. So they mm. don't support the Hornets, but they support the Panthers. I almost feel like the NFL is like you shouldn't include this in the uh, list. Yeah, I mean, every city that has an NFL team does well. Uh, the team, the city that is closest. Except Jacksonville. The city that is closest to Portland in this is probably Orlando because of their MLS attendance, mm-hmm. as well as the Magic. Yeah, are FC, more, FC's popular. Yep, and Magic are kind of middling attendance. Mm-hmm. So, But of all the cities, Portland wins that category a lot. And I know you said you wanted to catch up on the breaks. So let's take a break, and I'll tell you the rest next. Ooh, I like that, Mike. Look at you, baby. You're, you're looking out for me. Yep. You're I looked at the clock, me. and I saw, ooh, we're long again. More importantly, you're looking at Joe. This, this is some behind-the-scenes awesome stuff. Joe doesn't even talk to me when we're over. He just yells at you. You know what? <laughs> you know what, Mike? There's more next. I like you. We should do this more often. Aww. When we come back, we'll we'll keep this conversation going. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's hard to get down the throat. They're not touching the base. <laughs> That's a lot of time spending on your knees. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, <laughs> it will be a home run. Welcome back in. We were chatting previously about, uh, we want there, there's a great article about shortstops. And uh, we all lived in kind of what we thought was the heyday of shortstops in the Nomar, Miggy Tejada, A-Rod. There's a fourth that I always forget. Anyway, we lived through that heyday of shortstops, but there's a new article out talking about... Did you intentionally leave out Derek Jeter? No, No, I didn't. I knew there was another one that I couldn't remember, and it's Derek Jeter. Because (laughs) those guys are actual defensive shortstops and not just captains with clutch inning. Um, you shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, we want to get to that. We'll we'll pause that. We'll put that off till next week. We've already um, put it off one or two weeks anyway. So what's another one? Well, it's a good talking point. You know, as Isaac Rop, you know, the great Isaac Rop likes to say, you know, it's it's in the notebook. It, it, it's on the notes. We'll we'll get to that. But I do want to kind of continue this this discussion because it's been a long time since we've talked about if baseball is going to come to Portland. I heard, you know, I heard the guys on Dirt and Sprague today talking. Uh, they they had a, a gentleman on. I, I unfortunately, it's, it's the writer of this article. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, get to, I didn't get to hear the whole article, but I'll probably download that and check it out. You can get that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast, radio.com, com. Look at me. Such a corporate bro. Company man. Company man. Uh, and... And he even mentioned, you know, like the Tampa situation, the Oakland situation. And he goes, I didn't even know this. And I'm a fan. Cleveland's deal runs out in a year. And the Dolans are awful people. (laughs) So maybe they could move it to Portland, which would be awesome for me. But then we'd have a really crappy baseball team in Portland for a long time. That doesn't make money or doesn't doesn't use the money they make correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, I cut you off. So... The that, that was some of the major stuff was the attendance of the other sports as it's well. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. Sorry, I just had to. As well as the corporate money that's brought in in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, the other stuff that they talked about is uh, TV market size. Right. Which we have talked about before. And what are we, like 22, 23, 24? 22. Uh, Orlando's the biggest at 18. Charlotte's 21. Portland's 22. Nashville's 28. 
Las Vegas is 39, New Orleans is 50. You don't have data on Monterey, Mexico, or Montreal because it's not in the U.S. Right. Uh, that's limited data, but Portland is on the same level playing field as the other guys that are at the top of that list because they're within two or three spots on the list. So I think that's all pretty even. So again, you're even in in that. Charlotte leads the way in, in your corporate. corporate money. And then in attendance, Portland leads the way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then they look at distance from other teams. Oh. And this is not something that's necessarily important in terms of travel as much as TV markets yeah, yeah, and yeah, areas yeah. of the country that root for certain teams. Like you look at us and we live in Portland and we get everything Seattle. If it's Correct. not Blazers, we get everything Seattle, which is fine because Seattle's not that far away. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people in this town. You know, you you guys out there listening, Seahawks fans, Mariner fans, we cover the Mariners on this show because they are our closest proximity. So that makes sense. So Otherwise, we're Rockies fans, which we actually kind of are. Or maybe like Giants. A's. Yeah, Giants. There's a lot of Giants fans in this town. Um, and A's fans, too. So then they went into so distance from the other teams that are in the in the MLB, and they put a map with gradients. Mm. And there's the within fifty uh, percent of of the area, and then of the fan base, and then twenty five percent as it goes further out. Uh, here is where they focus a lot on Monterey, Mexico. Well, we're right, right. Monterey right. is actually pretty close to Texas. It's kind of up near the Texas border. Yeah, you're really close to Houston. Not really close, but you are at the edge of the Houston Astros range bubble bubble there uh charlotte is basically touching well close enough to touching the heavy atlanta braves area right right and that is a and if you're major league baseball that is a huge market you don't want to lose the southeast is tbs built the atlanta braves fan base and the southeast is all atlanta i'm I'm a cleveland fan because everyone i knew growing up in spokane were braves fans spokane washington were braves fans Mm -hmm. uh the other ones, Nashville is kind of in between St. Louis and Atlanta. Like it's it's touching the Atlanta lines, but it's yeah. almost touching the St. Louis lines as well. You're also getting, they're not touching the base. <laughs> you're also getting north to Cincinnati, Cleveland. It's basically so- Cincinnati. I mean the South outside of like Texas and Florida and Georgia. The South is just empty. It's just Braves. It's it's Alabama football. Well, true. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's Braves. Uh, and then they went to the Northwest and looked at BC and Portland. Now, Portland is essentially touching the 50% oh, sure. Mariner area. Yeah, we're right there. And Vancouver's in the 25%. Now, Portland's in the 25%, but it's touching. Based on all this, the best case is probably Nashville because it's in between everything. I, I would agree. Again, this is in the U.S. You do not have Montreal included in this. Montreal right. would be a great team for this because of the fact that there's one team in Canada. And we already had a team in Montreal. (laughs) Right. So with all of this being said, all of this information and data that they put out, the two favorites and the two most likely candidates are Charlotte and Portland. Mm -hmm. And that fits because you want one in the East and you want one in the West. Sure. Perfect. And then I think another thing too, is some of the other cities that are near Charlotte might have better metrics for having a team. But the one thing that's important that they do mention is, is Seattle's on an island up here. Mm-hmm. It's all by itself. If you put Portland up <clears throat> here, it gives a natural rivalry. You know, Portland feels differently to about Seattle than Seattle does about Portland, but there's a natural rivalry there. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in the Northwest. I've lived in Seattle. Yeah. I've lived in Portland. I was born in Eastern Washington and went to school in Eastern Washington. They're yeah. different. Yes. And Portlanders hate Seattle more than Seattle hates Portland, but 
There, but, there but is a like, natural rivalry. But that's there. like Wazoo hates UW more than UW hates Wazoo. It's that same sort of complex. Right. That right. little kind of little brother, big brother. They're the bigger city, et right. cetera, et cetera. So I think they would also be looking at that's a natural rival for the Mariners. It reduces travel for a team that travels the most in, in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Portland's travel would be a lot. Sure. But it, it gives you that natural rivalry, whereas – you know, a lot of the other options like Vegas, like what's Vegas going to be? Yeah. You know, it's That's, it's a good market. They're adding more teams there. You got an NFL and an NHL team there. Now. What do we What do we always say about the Raiders? Nobody in Vegas is a Raiders fan. No. Everybody that's going to go to Raiders games are from other cities. Raiders are playing the Vikings in November, and everyone's getting the hell out of Minnesota to go for a weekend in Vegas. Well, and the Raiders also kept most of their fans from Oakland because it was such a strong fan base too. Exactly. Which did help. And I think, you know, you know, you mentioned this and God, Mike, this this is this is really great stuff. Well done. Well, I mean, it's not me. I'm just I referencing an article. No, but no, no, no. Well, I'm just, explaining it well, so I appreciate it. Yes. That. So thank you. This is excellent. And it, this just brought up you would have to think if Portland gets a major league baseball team, the Seattle fan base has to get stronger. Isn't this a win for the Mariners? Like, if you were the Mariner organization, don't you think people that are Mariners fans would buy that extra hat, buy that extra ticket, be a little more invested in their team when they felt something so close? Because like you said, they're on an island. It's their own thing. I probably watch, I mean, I mean, I, I have the package, so I watch a ton of Cleveland games. But outside of Cleveland, I watch more Mariners games than anybody, than mm-hmm. any other team. And they're garbage. Well, they're getting better. I like what they're doing. <laughs> but uh, but you know what I mean? They've been they've been bad for a while. They've been hard to watch. They've been hard to watch. And I watch they're the second most watched team that I have because that's where I live. Yep. And I feel that if you create another team that close, it just has to solidify and strengthen that brand even more. Well, I think I think you're going to peel fans away from it too. The fans from Southwest Washington, for example, sure, uh, may very easily jump to the Portland team. Never underestimate Southwest Washington and their dedication to Washington. No, 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 I know, but raised. There's a lot of like even John said over time he might switch to the Portland team, mm-hmm. even though he's been a Mariners fan for most of well, his that's life. Because he's mad at his team. I, I, you would certainly peel some of the fan base off, mm-hmm. but you're right. A lot of Mariner fans are probably casual fans, right? Mm-hmm. The team hasn't been very good. You cheer for them, but all of a sudden, you know, little brother down south in Portland gets a team and they get to maybe rise up and try to be better than you and become big brother themselves. Then that, that you're right. It emboldens those fans to be like, no, the Northwest is a Mariners area. And that we're gonna is root my for team. Yes. Yeah. That's how I see. Man. We're going to beat those stupid Mavericks. Yeah. And I also, and I'll just say this real quick and let's get out of here. Um, I think the attendance, the the corporate dollars is going to be probably the number one thing for Major League Baseball. But I think the attendance is massively underrated in terms of how important that is. I think we have a team here. I think a lot of people go to those games. Well, two teams. Yeah. Oh, you mean a baseball? If right? we have a baseball team here, I think a lot of people go to those games. I think so too. And if I'm Major League Baseball right now, if you're punting on the national scene and want to invest back into your regional, which is the only thing that's thriving in Major League Baseball, attendance has got to be huge. Yep. Got to be huge. Why did the Indians say they're poor? Because nobody goes to the games. Because nobody goes to the games. Why are the Rays poor? Because nobody goes to the games. Because nobody goes to the games. In Portland, people will go to the games. And then we people always say, like, oh, why, why do you think that's going to happen? Well, I guess there's no sure thing. But it's... 
it's the thought that it's a beautiful summer here. Mm-hmm. People are outdoors already anyway. Mm-hmm. Why not just go walk up and get a ball game? Some good beer, probably some good food. It's going to be all surrounded in the area. It's like a little hangout spot for a night. Boy, I'm going to go bankrupt going to Portland Mavericks games. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, when we come back, fair or foul is next, but we'll start you off with a little hint of fair or foul with my man Joe Fisher with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the... The Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Fair foul here. Without further ado, I turn it over to our fantastic producer, Mr. Large Joseph Fisher III. Wait, what's bigger than medium? Extra medium. Large. E- extra medium Malarge. Joseph Fisher III. Large Fisher III. Uh, don't call me large, all right? Trying to watch my waist. I notice that uh, as I get closer to 29, actually, on Saturday. Oh, I'm Ooh. watching I'm watching my waist all the time, and it just keeps on growing. Happy almost birthday, Joseph. Happy almost birthday, Joseph. Um, I think that 29 is hitting me pretty hard because it's like, yeah, that's one more year until the dirty 30 there. Well, I, hey. I did notice personally that it's harder to keep the weight off once I hit 30. Once I hit 30, like I, I, I'm active, I run, and I went to the gym and stuff. I can't eat like I used to and still run and not have it just be like nothing. Oh, see, I eat like I used to. I just don't run. Yep. But uh, you don't eat a lot, though. I don't I, eat I a like lot. to eat a lot. Uh, Joe, I will say this. At least your dirty 30, you'll get to do, you'll get to, like, go out. I turned 35, and I got really excited about it, and I sat at home by myself. And Lee Corso comes in. Not so fast, my <laughs> friend. In fact, I might have been here on my birthday. Maybe. I don't remember. I've been here on my last few birthdays. Weekdays. <laughs> well, yeah, you you got a job. I ain't got no job. <laughs> Man, what you want a job for? Sorry, Joe, your turn. Okay, so Hall of Fame stuff just happened, and we had nobody make it in, as everybody knows at this point. Last year for Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling. Next year, that is, for them to make it in. So fair or foul, all three will not make the Hall of Fame in their final year. <sighs> I'm going to say fair, even though I said I could see them doing the whole steroid thing. I feel like that would be the the best way to deal with it. Well, the Bonds, Clemens, they're tied now. Yeah. Even though they have no relation, they weren't juicing together. They didn't play on the same team. I don't know. Might have they're, been sticking needles into each other's butts. You know, one, one guy's a batter, one guy's a pitcher. But they're tied now. Yep. Like, those guys are together. So I could see those two, but I don't, I mean, A-Rod's not, they're not going to give A-Rod first ballot. Well, he said Schilling, though. Well, I know, I know, I know. But in your, like, steroid kind of idea of just put all the steroid guys in, they're not going to give A-Rod full ballot, but they could throw those two dudes in. What if they're the only ones that get in? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's just, as much as I think that would be the best way to handle the steroid guys, I think that the baseball writers are too divisive about it. And I don't think it's going to happen, so I'm going to say foul. Uh, 
I'm with you on this. I'm going to say fair, right, fair. They don't get in. Yeah, Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling all will not make the Hall of Fame in their final year. I'm going to say fair. And what's really interesting about this, and I know we talked about this a lot in the first hour. I think I meant to say fair, so if I did. I, I know you did. I just wanted to call you out so you felt bad. Um, I think you idiot. <laughs> when, when they announced that nobody got in, my answer to this question is foul. Because my answer is, next year, Schilling gets in. Bonds and Clemens don't get in. Fast forward 15 minutes later, Kurt Schilling decides he wants to cry and take his trucks and go home. The answer is fair. Schilling just, you wanted yourself off the ballot? They're not going to take you off the ballot, but you did it yourself. All those guys that were kind of on the fence about voting for you, like guys like Ferducci, he's going to pull his vote back. He's going to say, you don't want to be in? You think, you know, you think I'm terrible? You're gone. The moral of the story is Bonds and Clemens, in my opinion, are not getting in. They're not getting in. I don't think that changes in a year. So my answer is fair. Okay. Moving on to current pitchers. Ooh, I love current pitchers. You got some Jacob DeGrom in there? Are you sure about that? I love Tommy Glavin's junk. I do like the old ones, too. Talking about Trevor Bauer, yes. Ah. Trevor Bauer. And with Steven Matz just getting traded today from the New York Mets. Does Opens that open up a roster the, spot. Yeah, it sure does. So fair or foul, Trevor Bauer is New York bound. It does seem that way, doesn't it? They've it does. been tied to him. Steve Cohen ain't afraid to spend that dollar. He's got to make some money back from GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I know. He keeps feeding his protege money, and he keeps losing it in a day. Um, I'm going to say fair because the Mets didn't get Springer. Right. So you save money there. And you know the Mets wanted to continue to go big this offseason and kind of try to do a full reset immediately. Trevor Bauer's the best guy in the market as a pitcher. Now, there's still question marks about him long term. He had a great year last year, but he hasn't always been a top tier pitcher. He's been a second tier guy more of his career. He had a great year the year before, too. Yeah, but generally, he has not been a like Cy Young contending ace. He's been a two or a three who's been inconsistent and has kind of an interesting personality that rubs some people the wrong way. He's a Cy Young winner that's not an ace. Well, Cy Young, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, he did win a Cy Young. That, yes. is, that is fact. That is fact. Uh, so I think the Mets are going to go for him as the final piece for this offseason and sign him to a long-term deal because they can. So I'll say uh, fair. He's going to be a Met. Uh, I'm going to say foul because i got to stick to this rhetoric, and I've been pretty good with stuff lately on these kind of big-name stuff. I still think he's going to take a short, big-money deal in Anaheim. Los Angeles. You said or, is, that, or is it Anaheim? It's Anaheim. Is it L.A.? It's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They play in Anaheim. I think he's going to take a big-money, short-term deal for the California Angels. And I think I, I, I like that, so I'm going to stick with that. So I will say foul. Although, if you put a gun to my head and made me bet in Vegas, I would say the Mets. I also don't think it's a great investment. Just my opinion. What are you, a hedge fund manager? <laughs> All right, moving if on. If I was, I might own the Mets. Old Steven Matz. We're uh, losing billions of dollars a day. <laughs> getting traded to the Blue Jays. Not the Steven Matz of old, though. Yeah. He had a rough 2020. Was it so rough, though, that fair or foul? He finished with an ERA above 10. Well, I don't like the way you asked that question, Joe. I'll tell you that. <laughs> sure, guy, if you were like, fair or foul, he's got an ERA of over six. I'd be like, oh, okay. You I'll said 10. I was like, hint. oh, God. 
He went 0 and 5 last year. Well, I know, but he could have an ERA. If your ERA is 9.8 or 10.1, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> if your ERA is 6.8, you suck. You suck. This is true. What is oh, the boy. line of demarcation for ERA suckage? Oh, I have no idea. Is it like five? is it six? Well, sometimes five is like a guy who got some bad luck and is like an innings eater. I don't. I, that's like an no. Aaron Harang. Aaron no. Harang doesn't suck. No, no. You're. I mean, it depends on how long you're. Like what you're. I think six and up. I. I don't know, man, dude. I if you're if you're a starter, and assuming you have little to no injuries and you pitch the entire season and you if, have a five ERA, I think you're ER, pretty trash. Yeah, if your ERA is over four six, I think you're trash. Yeah. I'm going to look real quick. Uh, I'm going back to 2019 when it was a full season because. Yeah, that's what I'm like, oh, you got st- reminds me of that major league thing. It's like, I wish we'd had him five years ago. We did. Interesting. Wish we'd have had him 10. Okay. So not, there's only 58 pitchers on this list. That's strange. Uh, the worst DMQ ERA did not qualify was uh, Rick Porcello, <clears throat> which was a five, five, two. That's bad. Does he suck though? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, dude. Rick Porcello sucks. He won a Cy Young, and he shouldn't have. You know this, Mike. I'm going to go. We talk about this all the time. You I, know this. I'm going to go mean, six. If you go back and look at that Rick Porcello, Porcello year, I mean, he had 21 wins and a pretty low ERA. So. His pretty low ERA was like 3-1. 21? I thought it was like 25. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like 25, too. It was, yeah, 21 and 22. Uh, I'm going to say love. I love. Fair. I'm an idiot. Wrong show, show Michael. Michael. I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm going to say fair because I remember him being – Absolutely brutal the couple of times I watched him. So I'm going to say, because I think he went to the bullpen too, and that elevates your ERA if it's bad. <laughs> Their bullpen sucks too. Yeah. It's like, hey, Matt, go out there. Sugar Diaz just gave this thing up, and their bases are chucked. No outs. <laughs> we were up by five, and now we're tied. Good luck. <laughs> uh, for the sake of believing that Steven Matz can't be that bad. I will say foul. He was below 10. 9.99. <laughs> I actually like him more. Like it is foul. Four. It was yes. not above 10, but it was 9.68. Ooh, God. Wow. And also, uh, going back to that Rick Porcello year, 22 wins, 3.15 ERA. But, 3-1. but Verlander, Verlander, who came in second, he had a 3.04 ERA. And third place, your boy, Corey Kluber, 3.14 ERA. Not so, a great elite year for really pitchers in the American so, Which means they should have given it to the number four guy, Zach Britton, closer for Baltimore that year. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. A great season for him. So That was his best year, wasn't it? That's interesting. That's interesting. Like, no guy has a sub three ERA. Honestly, in. I'm looking at it even in Chris Sale, 3.34. J.A. Happ, 3.18. And what year is this? This was 2017. Uh, 2016. Interesting. Interesting indeed. We've had so many low ERAs the last few years that it's pretty shocking. Well, we got great pitchers. That list isn't that great. Also, maybe. Uh, what? Well, Verlander. Verlander, Kluber. I mean, Kluber's not a Hall of Famer. Back when 2016, he was great. He looked like a Hall of Famer then. Maybe he'll be the Hall of Famer again Also, this year. just one you. quick last I one. I hate you big time. Fair or foul, Hammer and Hank Aaron is number one in all-time home runs. Fair. Fair. Thank you. Just wanted to make uh, sure. And if the Bravos want to change their name to the Atlanta Hammers, I am so in. That is such a great thing to do. And if I'm Rob Manfred, you want to get ahead of this, you want to be an awesome dude, go to Atlanta and say, do it now. Do it 
now. You thrilled our fans. Because, well, right? it's a bittersweet night for us. Um, we're glad to be done. Um, I do think it's a great accomplishment for our players oh, to God. get the season completed. <laughs> our players. My God. But yes, yes. You thrilled our fans. It, it is no, and I, and I know we're over, and I know we want to get out, but I'm going to hijack for a minute. Major League, high horse over here. <laughs> Major League Baseball has done a very good job, I think, since Hank Aaron retired to put him and Willie Mays on the pedestal of the greats. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Bench isn't on there. Tom Seaver's not that guy. Major League Baseball has put Willie Mays and Hank Aaron in our faces all day, every day. Why not name a team after him? In terms of like a quality you're you're talking about? Too? Just like, yeah, like great human beings that were phenomenal players. Major League Baseball has put Willie Mays and Hank Aaron in our faces for 20, 30 years. Are you saying that because the Braves is potentially borderline as a name? Or you yeah. just want to honor Hank Aaron? Both. I, I, think, I think the Braves isn't that bad, but no. everything associated with it is pretty bad. And yeah, because the Braves, it's almost like a positive thing. Yeah, right? Braves isn't that bad, but the, the chop and the, even the logo, I'm just kind of like, oh. and it's red, and I, I don't love it. Why not make them the Hammer and Hanks? You know, The Atlanta Hammer and Hanks? <laughs> I'm in. Let's go, baby. All right, when we come back. You want to we'll, make them the San Francisco Say Hayes? I would love it, but Giants isn't, you know, it's only offensive to things that don't exist. Unless it's Big Mike over here. Hey, people. Hey. <laughs> we come back. We'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner. Today, the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I can't believe we do this baseball show. And uh, we were just so excited. There's a lot to talk about. I love this song. And it it took us two hours to get to the immortal, the great Hank Henry Aaron. Yeah. I forgot that happened this week. Me too. I I think the Hall of Fame stuff yesterday just kind of threw everything in a shuffle. And the Portland article kind of came out Monday, Mm -hmm. I think. And And we we wanted to talk about it because it was fresh and recent. And, you know, we've had some of you great textures out there have been asking us if there's any sort of update on that but man we went through 2020 you know the tom Seavers, the joe morgans bob gibson my favorite pitcher of all time you know a lot of these greats who who you know let's be real here you and i didn't get to watch you know we don't nope. know these guys nope. but like i was saying last segment i mean major league baseball has done a very great job when it comes to the guys of hank aaron and willie mays is those guys are always at games they're always at World Series. They're always in the booth at an all-star game. They're great ambassadors. They're great ambassadors, and Hank is the ambassador. I don't think that, or was now. I, I would say Hank Aaron and Frank Robinson are the two faces of baseball that aren't executive employees. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Sadly, even though it's not a true face of baseball, Pete Rose is still out there a lot, too. Yeah, he's not being he's not being held up by baseball, but he is a face. Right, right. I see what you mean on that. But as far as like what Major League Baseball promotes, right? I mean, it's Hank, Frank Robinson, and Willie Mays, and it's awesome because they're all black guys, 
and you, I mean, you know me, I, I'm in full support of that. But it's tough, you know. I mean, Hank Aaron, he always smiled. He's always there. He seemed like a happy guy. He just got he just got his COVID vaccination, and they, you know, he wanted to use that to mm-hmm. to push and support the young black and community. No, don't blame the vaccine. He's old. Yeah, you know, I've he, seen that on social media. Oh, Stop Jesus, it. get away from me. Oh, he just had the vaccine. Now he's dead. Think for yourself. Okay, he's old. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of love to Hank Aaron. I mean, Hank Aaron, if Hank Aaron played today, no one would put him in the Hall of Fame. Do you think his home run to pass Babe Ruth with the guys chasing him around the bases is the most iconic baseball clip of all time? That was to pass Ruth, right? That one was 703. Right? Yeah. That's 703? 706. 706. Uh, Where it has to be. I think to me it is because they show it a lot still. Yeah. And you see the two guys run up behind him and like put their hands on his back. The two white guys. Yep. And there was worry about are they going to hurt him Mm -hmm. even though they were just celebrating. Um, I think think the catch is a big one. It's It's not bigger than that though. I think we see the catch a lot. Not as much as we see that home run. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, he did break the most hallowed record of them all. I mean, baseball rode that Babe Ruth train forever. They still do. Mm-hmm. And Hank was the guy to do that. You got the shot heard around the world, but that's not shown as much as Hank's home run. No, nope, no. Nope. It's also old and grainy. It's yep. more the, the call than anything. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most infamous baseball clip of all time. And you might be right. You might be right. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. We got some stuff to get into. We got some shortstop debate. We'll get into some more signings, and we'll. And we're not far from pitchers and catchers. It's going to be February next time we do the show. We're not far away from previews? Question mark. Oh boy. Which means we're not far away from Big John coming in the studio. Buckle up, Buttercup. There's a lot coming at you for the hot corner. We'll see you next week for Michael Lynch, Joe Fisher. I'm Patrick Harris. Do something I would do. Like, love me some Hammer and Hank.